Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we are, Bush and Louise, ready for another episode of the A to Z of the 90s. We're on P now. It's, it's an unbelievable feat so far. I mean, there's been times in this journey, Louise, where uh, you must have thought the same as me. Are we going to be able to get there? Well, this is a, a big commitment. But we're here, and we're there, and we're on the home straight, I think. Oh, my God. I feel like we're on the uh, the back end. Does that make sense? I feel like we're on the arse back end. end, the arse end of things now. Bushy, hi! How's it going? Good to see you. You all right? Bush, I missed you. How was your holiday? It was good. We went to um, we went to Southwold. You ever been to Southwold before? And I, I don't know if you had this situation with your other half, where you go on like a weekend somewhere. You think, oh my god, this is lovely. We'd love to live here. This would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> and then you go and look in the local estate agents. You think, oh my god, how expensive is everything? We'd never oh, live here in a million years. Really, was it really spenny? Was it? It really spenny to the point where um, we we saw like there was a famous we saw a famous person when we were walking around. We had we were having our breakfast next to Rick Wakeman from, <gasps> from yes. yes, loner of a lonely heart. That one, I love that song. Normally, normally dressed as a wizard, but he was in um, he was in like blue tracky bottoms and a blue tracky top, so he looked like a a G four S security guy having his uh, lunch break. He's a cool guy, isn't he? He's very cool, very very cool guy, and was uh, lovely to our little daughter Stella, who was being a, a massive pain in the backside to everyone in there by <laughs> kicking off and throwing food around. So Love he gave Stella. her a few smiles. So he's a nice guy. But yes, yeah, Southwold was nice. What have you been up to? More importantly, uh, Lomo. No, I think what's even more importantly than what I've been up to is I want to ask you for a high point and a low point of the holiday, please. High point of the holiday, we had really good fish and chips. There was some really, really good seaside fish and chips. Uh, and I stuck with my thing that I'm doing at the moment of having pie. I don't know what's happened, but someone along the line means I don't, I don't do fish and chips anymore. I do mm. chicken and mushroom pie, chips and mushy peas. What's your order from the chippy? Uh, cotton chips, 
with like an what's how do I say this an exorbitant amount is that a word exorbitant I don't know made it up exorbitant, <laughs> exorbitant. amount exorbitant uh, amount of vinegar because even when they go I go put vinegar on and they go yes yeah, it's enough and I go no more and they go oh, okay and then they put loads on just to kind of go okay we'll just you know we'll we'll humor her and they're like no more they're like what do you mean I just say I'll do it myself thanks and they're yeah. absolutely gone for it to the point where they start talking that's if you hear them nudge each other and go is he still putting vinegar <laughs> on there you know you've hit it you know you hit it right uh, so that was the high point um, lovely you're such a chip. man of the people but you're such a man of the people fish well, and chips in your eye point I go to like cafes and that and have uh, you know just try and you know listen to builders and see you know, how they're feeling about the status things Brilliant. and that kind of thing uh, and then low point was I, I don't want to like dig into Stella too much but she's she's teething at the moment our eight month old so she's just just a nutcase all weekend just yeah. absolutely crazy I mean you think about it right? imagine if your teeth you were going into work and your teeth were coming through your gums. You'd be in a bad mood as well, wouldn't you? Well, it's like, you know, when yourself, when you've got your wisdom teeth coming up and like, they're hell and we're allowed to take all the Nerve plus in the world and she's not able to take anything and she's got, you know, she's getting a full set. Full can't, set I can't teeth. tell anyone, can't talk to anyone about no. it. So that's why she was rolling around and, and kicking off at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, that kind of thing. I'm just saying, I don't think I've had my wisdom teeth. Will I have had my wisdom teeth coming through so far? I think so, so. I think you would. Because I've had two of them out now. I had the two top ones out and then the two bought this is very boring I'm so sorry listener no, this uh, is good this is, it's, an, it's an insight into your medical history yeah top teeth out and I you know was able to just take some time off uni and just eat you know liquid food for a week which I thoroughly enjoyed also yeah. enjoyed the really strong painkillers I was given bottom ones haven't been taken out and apparently <laughs> one of them's quite near a nerve and oh. so and so could potentially damage the nerve if I got it taken out and half my face might fall. So I'm oh kind Lord. of just gonna I'm gonna leave the lower teeth in, the lower I'm that, gonna I'm just gonna go with the pain. I, see, I never know what it is like with like the whole what the deal is with uh wisdom teeth. You, do, you know, do you know when they're supposed to be in by? You know, you know when kids are supposed to have had their teeth in by, but wisdom I, teeth, it's just I, like they're lurking, getting ready to you know, spring out on you. Right, one, two, three, go. Let's see your teeth bush, because I have very big teeth. I, yeah, you've got big teeth too. I feel like my my teeth are maybe too big for my mouth. So look, they are quite big, aren't they? Your teeth. Like, They're nice teeth. Look at this bush. You can't. I have to push my lip up in order to even see any gum. <laughs> I tell you what, listeners, she's got the biggest teeth I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It's like, a little bit like when someone's checking a horse's mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what, That's what it's like. Funny. Put your hand in there; she'll take sugar off it. Quite a rough tongue, though, Louise. <laughs> a really rough tongue. Always sanitised after you fed her as well. Always sanitised. Um, I've got really like sharp incisors. You do. You like I feel like you could open horrible. a can. I feel like you could open anything with those teeth. I could. They're like little that, fangs, Bush. Let's have a look at your incisors. See, yours are like normal. Mine are yeah. weird. I've got like vampire teeth going on there. Oh my God. Um, if, you, if you've got unusual teeth, do get in touch with us. We'd love to, um, uh, just a little survey just to see what, what the state of play is with everyone else, actually. Uh, you can get in touch on Twitter, at Bush on the Radio. And what is the podcast uh, Instagram account, Louise? A to Z of the 90s podcast. I'd also love to know if any of you out there have had your wisdom teeth quite late in life. Get in touch so we can scare Bush to let him know that it could still all be about to happen. Use the hashtag wisdom teeth. Well, without further ado, we're going great guns on this. Let's get stuck into peas in the A to Z of the 1990s. Right then, Lomo, do you want to kick us off with one? I do. I also want to apologise to everyone who listens to this podcast for last week because, Bush, we sounded... 
<laughs> so tired on last week's We did, pod. didn't we? I'm glad the, vid- I'm glad the video never gets used because I look, I- at the moment, I'm, we're obviously doing this from home at the moment, but I'm, I'm sat on the floor in my middle daughter Thea's bedroom, yeah. surrounded by toys because we haven't tidied anything up yet. It just, I look a state. I look, an, I look better than I did last week. But, well, um, I, I was going to say, last week was just a low point. I think, you know, okay, so middle of the alphabet last week and uh-huh. we sort of hit a, we hit a low point. I even had a few emails asking, listen to the pod, what's going on with you and what's Bush? Are, Are you, right? you okay? <laughs> I was strangely off microphone as well, slightly distant, but that was just a technical issue. So, was uh, it or were you just a bit distant from me last Bush, last week, Bush? I, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I feel like we're, we're back on it. Are you, what are you drinking there, Louise? What got going oh, on? Oh, I'm drinking the coffee. Got a coffee going on. Get the coffee. Give me a coffee. Right then, let's let's do this then. Okay. Let's do this. Peas, peas in the nineteen nineties, Louise. What do you want to talk about? I want to start off by something that um, is very very nostalgic for me. Well, obviously it's a nostalgic podcast. Anyway, it was something I had in school. Um, I right. always felt this really strong affiliation to my wristwatches when I was a kid, and maybe it's because you don't have that many items that you own when you're young, um, like personal items. And I remember having this watch, okay? And it was called a Pops watch. I don't know if you remember this, Bush. So it was a piece of material. Yes, it was by Swatch and it was called a Pops watch. And it was a a bit of material, like a watch, a wrist watch. And you'd have a bit Uh of material around your wrist. And then you would have a little circle. uh, And then the, the face of the watch would pop in and out. Do you remember this? Pop so in and out, you, is in, just define popping in and out though, because I'm like not aware you'd of you'd literally be able to take the face of the watch out of the wrist watch itself and like right. walk around with this little circle of your face of your watch. It was, well, like carry it around like a wristwatch from like Phileas Fogg or something. Exactly, exactly. Except it didn't have a nice gold chain. But yes, exactly. It was, an, it, it was independent from the wrist material. Right. And it sorry, from the strap I should say. That was the word I was looking for. It was independent from the strap and then you just pop it back in and then you'd have it back on your watch and then you'd pop it out. It was actually very good. It was like it was like the nineties version of a fidget spinner because I would just spend yeah. days click, 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 in, out, in, out, in, out, in, in class and whatever. But I was obsessed. Mine was blue and white. I could literally draw Ooh. you a picture of it now. It was r- blue and white strap and it was a blue and white face and I would spend hours popping it in and out of the pops watch. But do you, do you know, the weird thing is with like inventions for kids that they do make a lot of stuff that um, kids like, but there's yeah. no there's no need for that. What's, why would a kid need to take the watch piece Ouch. with... Uh, this, I think, was probably more towards the tail end of the 80s, but I had a radio watch. So it was like a radio yeah. on your wrist, but you had to plug headphones in, big sponge orange headphones that mm-hmm. then went on a wire to your head. But like, why is a kid who's like eight or nine need to listen to... The football scores or the uh, the financial news walking around, and then it's attached to his wrist. Very, very strange. No Wait, tell me that. this though: Did you listen to the radio on your watch? Though, did you actually plug them in? I did occasionally, but then I ended up trading it with a lad from our estate. I swapped watches with him, and he had one of them Casio ones with loads of keys on it. You know, like n- needless. Again, another needless thing for a child. Mm. Why does a kid need to know what time it is in Addis Ababa? Do you mean there's I, no need for that? But can I tell you something, Bush? Every single girl in my class had one of them, one of these Pops watches. I'd say they absolutely earned a mint. I think I've said this before in one of the podcasts. If you can catch a fad that kids get into, surely you're just made for generations after that because kids (laughs) pester. I mean, you have kids, I don't, Bush, but surely they just pester the shit out of you until you buy for them. Yeah, it is, and the, and the adverts now because they get bored of CBBS. Yeah. they're kind of they've done CBBS now, so we have to go on to stuff like milkshake. And I, I don't know, I wasn't aware of it before, but I mean, obviously, I sat through you know commercial telly when I was a kid. But they just hammer you with adverts nonstop yeah. for stuff like nonstop, and the price of toys these days. I don't want to sound like an old man, but yeah. the price of toys is ridiculous, Louise. Come, come here, what the hell is milkshake? 
Milkshake is a kids' TV channel. What? With, uh, really? It sounds quite bad. Um, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't normally mention this downstairs, right? But the, the lady who presents it is quite fit. Oh, nice. So, okay. um, so there's, something in, there's something in it for me. There's something in it for the kids. For the, the kids. kids, yeah. I, I, um, I would imagine that was planned, to be honest. I'd imagine that was all pre-planned by TV execs. Get the dads in. Get the yep. kids in. We're made. I feel like CBeebies, I don't want to get into it, but CBeebies is up in its game in that department as well. And, and you know, fair play to it. Kudos to it for that. It's so a deal, more hot it? TV presenters, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. what I'm calling for on today's podcast: more hot TV presenters on children's on TV. T- yeah, actually, do you know what? If on I was, TV. if I, if I did have a kid and there was like a, like you know, a really hot dude on there, I would absolutely be like, "Why don't we watch this, little kid?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, Even re- "Turn it on, it. <laughs> record it, watch you when they're in bed." <laughs> And also, sorry, just talking about fancying, literally just before we started this podcast, um, I, I had a tweet from someone, I can't remember the name of it, who it was now, but still having a go about Natalie Portman. Can we put oh, yeah. the whole Leon, Natalie Portman thing to bed from a, uh, when was this? A couple of weeks ago, I think? Yeah, she was in M, was it, yeah. So, um, yeah. We're having to go like, in what way? Like giving you grief because you fancied her or? No, you just, you ended the podcast by saying, so you fancied a 12 year old, which I thought <laughs> was a bad end to the podcast. So as we head towards, you know, we're, we're. A third of the way into this one, just have a little think about how you wrap things up because you're leaving people with that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. If we go out for a nice meal, and then I and at the very end when you get in the bill, I tip coffee on your lap. When you leave, you think about the coffee, not the nice meal. Do you know what I mean? So well, I just think you've just brought up the fact that you fancy t- kids TV presenters. You lead yeah. me to, so basically you line them up and I hit them out of the bar. Just, okay. If I start lining them up, don't knock them down the fairway or whatever the phrase is. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay, I'll keep it in mind. Now, I'm not sure if this is an exclusively 90s thing. It might have started in the tail end of the 80s. But are you aware of the children's TV character staying on kids' TV called Pob? Did they have Pob in no. Ireland? No, I don't remember This is going to be quite hard to explain. Pob was a hand puppet with a little wooden face and a long pokey nose, a bit like Pinocchio with little... Mm. You, know, you know that creepy thing when um, puppets have got little weird hands on wires? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're going to take your eyes out. Anyway, there was a program called Pob. It was about him. And at the end, he then, um, we can only describe it as gobbing on the, he gobs on the camera. He, what? He used to blow on the screen, make it steam up and write his name in it. That is so sinister. Really weird. He used to give me nightmares and everything. He used to really so freak me out. It was like so gob. He... It, wasn't, it wasn't heavy breathing. It was just, he just gobbed like a, like a, is it a, a llama that does spitting? But hang which, on a second. So this spit. is a puppet, right? Yeah, he's got, someone's got his hand up it. And so whose breath is... Is it the puppets or the puppet master? We'll call them. Really good point. Really good point. I've never never really worked that one out because it's steaming up the lens. He's getting gob on the lens, but he hasn't got spill. This sounds he? like a, a, a science-y type situation. Like, where is this condensation coming from, Bush? Well, That's it's the very, real very question. Strange. Let me show you. Just let me show you a picture of Pob because um, the full horror will be revealed when you see his little weird face. There he is. Can you see it on the screen there? Oh my God, Bush, I recognise him. Also, can we talk about the mouth for one second? Yeah, the mouth's a bit weird. It looks like a sex doll. It looks like a sex doll. Doesn't it? <laughs> Who uh, is know. inventing a child's TV puppet like that with literally a blow-up doll mouth that looks like things should <laughs> be happening It's gross, isn't it? It is gross. The more you look into Pop, the worse it gets. And then the weirdest thing with Pop, I remember... Uh, I remember this to this day. I, I was sitting in a, a dentist waiting room about to have a checkup, mm. and there was someone on the radio doing the uh, doing the news, and they got their words mixed up. They got the letters the wrong, wrong way round, and they said that five men in Ireland had been arrested for pop bumming. 
And then I went, no, no, pub, pub bombing. And it stayed with me. I don't know why it stayed with me to this day. What an awful scenario that is. Um, so in okay. the 80s and the 1990s, P is for pub. Bush, I got one for you, right? Go on. Oh, this brought back some memories, right? Okay. Do you remember a kids' TV show called Pugwall? No. No, you didn't mean Captain Pugwash. It's different to Captain Pugwash. It's different. Pugwall, right, was an Australian TV show, okay? And it was around the, um, it was around the character Peter Unwin George, which obviously stands for Pug, and his surname was Wall, Pugwall. And he and his friends formed a band, and the whole series was about them trying to get a record deal. Okay. Wow, and they I've never ha- heard of this. Oh my God, Bush. And they had this band. <laughs> they had this band name called the Orange Organics. And like, right. when I tell you that this brought back so many memories, like I can't even imagine. Now, I know we're not really meant to like play any audio on this. Okay. But like, I feel like I need to play something for one sec. Do you think we'll get away with it? Oh, we can do it. I'm sure we can. Okay, I just need to play the very beginning of this because I know it's going to bring back memories. Hang on, Bush. What could possibly go wrong? I know. Well, we could be, like, sued for $10 billion. Imagine that. Even. What a way to go. What a way to go out. Pug wall. The big pug wall case Sorry, of 2022. So, okay. that, when I... When I when I heard that last night, I decided. It's getting into just, it. It's getting into I know, it. right? And when yeah. I heard that, it was just like I was literally transported back to watching TV in the nineties. Pugwall, unbelievable. Miss it. Wish I knew where they were today. Would definitely want a re- what do you call a reunion of that right now? Well, you say reunion. I've just been looking at a photo of them while you've been talking, and you know, you get these these things. They're so fresh faced, and they're oh, kind of like I kind know. of cool, and they got that Australian. They probably you know have had a swim in the morning, and then gone to school, had another swim, then some shrimp on the beach at the end, and they always look so fresh faced and amazing. I just hope, and this is the big the big risk of googling people and having a look at them now. I hope they haven't got you know look a bit haggard because that always slightly sucks the joy of life out of you a bit, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It really does. It makes us look at those things differently. And actually, my partner, when I was playing this to him last night, he remembered the song. And he was just like, God, there was a hot girl on that. I was like, really? Jenny, the main singer? He's like, yes, Jenny. So I think all the lads out there fancy Jenny from the band. What, was she 12? Was she 12? Do you want to go with your partner? <laughs> yeah, but he was two, so it's okay. That's fair enough. Uh, in the 80s and the 1990s, P is for Pugwall. I don't know what it is. If you are aware of this programme, uh, how do you get in touch with us on Instagram, Louise? 80s and the 90s podcast on Insta. Okay, another one for you here. In the 80s and the 90s, P is also for Pez. Do you remember Pez Sweets? Tell me more. Weird little... It looked like um, a bit of ammunition that you would get in, like, a clip. And what would happen is you'd have, like, a plastic dragon's head on the top or something. Mm-hmm. And every time you click the top of the dragon, yes. his mouth would open, and a little sweet would pop out. Basically, it'd be a sweet that you would get on a French exchange. Mm-hmm. Were you aware Ab- of, of Pe- uh, Pez? Absolutely. And I think, again, we go back to this thing, like any sort of thing that's like a trendy gadget, kids are all over. And I definitely remember wanting them in the local shop. Oh, corner shops. God, I loved my corner shop. Do you remember you'd go in and you'd get like so many penny sweets? So we had this p- Irish pound coin bush back in the day. It's gone now because obviously the Irish yeah. pound is gone. And you throw an Irish pound. It was really big, actually. Nothing like the pound coin now, uh, the English pound coin. It was really big and you throw that down and you would get like a, such a massive bag of penny sweets that would do you for about a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yes. I miss that. I love times. the excitement. I miss the excitement of going into like shops. I don't, you know, like obviously I'm a board game geek. But that's the only thing now shop-wise where I think, oh yeah, I love going in there. And you, and you like a kid in a sweet shop. But aside from that... Obviously, shopping is is quite boring now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, even when I when I go into um, like a, a supermarket, I still get that smell when you go into a supermarket that reminds me of maybe when I was with my mum, hanging around with my mum and dad when we were kids. The chance that you might get a transformer toy if you were in there, I still get that kind of feeling <laughs> when I go into a uh, a supermarket to this day. Shopping precincts, I love shopping precincts. I love cafes. Indoor markets with cafes in them. Well, How good were, are they? You were reared by them. We've talked about this before, Bush. Like, there was no nature walks in the Bushenfeld household. No. It was like, get yourself up the high street. Exactly. Get yourself to your local, you know, covered market. Get yourself yeah. um, ham, egg and chips and a cup of tea. And it did you... I mean, you've turned out absolutely fine, Bush. No problem with me. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few bumps in the road with the whole Natalie Portman thing. But overall, <laughs> no problems with me. Uh, in the 80s out of the 1990s, P is for inexplicable Pez dispensers from abroad. I'm going to bring up something that it's going to rattle your cage, Bush. Good. I'm, I'm up for me cage being rattled today. Yeah? Let's have it. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Bush and I did a previous podcast. I wasn't really on it that much. I was only in the last season, but uh, Bush is a, uh, um, a board game geek. And very so cool. He did very, very a, cool. <laughs> he did a board game podcast. I know it existed. And I came on the last season and I brought up the fact that I used to play Pogs. Oh, no, this is yes, yes, and Pogs. Bush basically thought that maybe it was some sort of acid dream that I'd had. And sure. I invented Can I just interrupt you here? Go right? on, go on, go on. So I've written it down on my notes here because a couple of people have tweeted it, right? Yeah. And I've just again written Pogs and I put in brackets, fuck knows. Because <laughs> I, I don't, don't understand. Like, I don't get what you don't get. I don't what get what you do. I don't what did get you do? what you I understand don't what get. they are. <clears throat> oh, well, I don't, know. I don't get what you don't get, what I don't get. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read... This is the official, like, line about how Pogs are played. Right. Each player keeps any face-up caps and is to restack the face-down caps, repeating the process until none land face-down, at which point the player who collected the most caps wins the game of Pogs. It's not a game. That is not a game. That is something <laughs> that you play in prison. Do you know what I mean? That's what Terry Waite's playing, you know, when he's tra- chained to the radiator. In, like, in Beirut, that ain't a modern game. Pogs was played in a ni- in every single 90s schoolyard. I'm telling you, Bush, I can't believe this escaped you. 
Are they worth any money? Like, have you ever had a look on eBay to see if you can, you know, imagine you still had your pogs. Do you think you'd sell them for a load of cash or not? Yeah, we talk about that a lot, don't we? Like, if we just kept that stuff. There was another thing, actually, this is going to lead me nicely into, I don't th- don't know if we can talk about pogs anymore because B- Bush literally doesn't know what I'm talking about. So, I'm going to go straight into something else that apparently is worth a lot of money if you kept it from back in the day. And uh-huh. that is Polly Pockets. Do you know what Polly Pockets are? Now, I think I think they might still be going because I think um, Thea was rattling me to buy something like that for her recently when we were at a toy shop. Is it a load of tiny little... It's like a, a handbag house with tiny little creatures in it. Essentially it is. It's basically, well, back in the day when I had them, I used to get them from Santa. Polly Pockets were plastic cases and you right. opened it and it formed a dollhouse. And then yes. it had these tiny little figurines inside, which were about an inch tall. And the dolls folded in the middle. Uh, yeah, like when, yeah, I yeah, that. when the case closed. Now, I was going to ask you this. I loved them back in the day. So basically the dude who invented them invented them because he thought like his wife's makeup compact case was quite cool. And that's he started putting dolls on that. And that's how he invented them. It is cool. Anyway, I used to get them all the time as a kid. And I thought, Jesus, you wouldn't get away with that in 2022 because it's all such a choking hazard now. But obviously they're still around, right? But this is the thing. Obviously, I've got an eight-month-old and a four-year-old, and the four-year-old is bang into Polly Pockets and anything miniature. I think it's just a kid thing, and you like miniature, tiny little stuff. And I've bought a few things for her where I've instantly, as soon as we got home, thought, oh, my God, so stupid. Why have you bought that? Because that is going to go on the floor. Stella's going to try and eat it immediately. And there's quite a few things like that that are like a nightmare choking thing. You're absolutely right. And I think, though, when you're a kid, everything seems so big. So to have something so tiny, it feels like it's on your level. Do you know what I mean? I know, but I love, don't you love miniaturised stuff? I know, I know it's a choking hazard and I know there's dangers in, involved with it, but I love miniaturised little mini things. It's very, very cool. There's a, there's, a, there's a thing on Instagram, Bush, where like people have like tiny miniature kitchens and they cook tiny little miniature food. It's so interesting. Actually, on that, what's your favourite Instagram account? So there's a guy who's got an Instagram account called Sheffield Miniatures. Uh, and it's absolutely brilliant. And he basically makes like miniature versions of day-to-day things. So if okay. you want the front of your house done, he'll do it for you bespoke. And, and I think this, my, my love of this comes from uh, modelling back in the day. You know, like my uncle Neil in Liverpool used to have like a, a train set upstairs in the loft but like a huge is it a diorama is that what you call it like a massive mm. um you know seven or eight foot like mini village that he'd built himself and individually crafted all this thing all these things but this guy does sheffield miniatures just show you the photo uh here if it loads up uh you can do the front of your house no you can do like your local way. park so but all in tiny miniatures amazing but, but what's that made of bush he, he makes it out of like wood and paints it and bits Jesus. of plastic and stuff like that as well Really, really good. So it's a real. That's what I look at. It's a real leveling up from like dolls' houses, isn't it? Because I guess that was the original miniatures back in the day, because they were around in Victorian times and stuff, where people would buy these stunning dolls' houses and do them up, and each room would be so intricate. Can you imagine doing that now? Like, what a meditative, cool thing to (laughs) do. I mean, do we have the time? No, but I think that would be such a chill out thing to do. It's, it's good. To, it's a good thing to do, and I think it is good for your brain to do that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, we've got a doll's house in Thea's room that I bought um, on Facebook Marketplace, and it's kind of sad actually. If you go on a Facebook Marketplace, there are loads of um, like doll's houses that have been made by granddads and stuff oh, that for, for grandkids. Uh, and then they've obviously you get to a certain age, and you know when you, when when the kids like ten or eleven, they don't want to play with a doll's house anymore. So it kind of sadly goes up on Facebook Marketplace. But some old guy loving old chap has spent ages putting these things together so and is you know that what I mean? it's a bit is, of a shame is that who you bought it off 
Yeah, I bought it. Well, I actually bought it off this kind of like young mum who I think it'd been it'd been put together by her her dad for for her kids, and the kids have grown out of it. So, and now and so, the, well, I mean, the good thing is Thea's playing with it now, so yeah. that's good. I love it that though. It, exactly, I love that carrying it on. Okay, brilliant. Love that. I felt I kind of felt like that was going to get a bit depressing there for a second. I thought you were going to pick it up for an old man, and he had one single tear, like you know, falling tear. down his face as he sold it to you. And I was like, this is this is grim. But if it's from a but, young mom and she's all good, then great. You mean you, you thought some kind of yeah sobbing like yeah. a really bad Werther's original advert <laughs> yes. with him against the window as it's raining exactly. as I pull away in the car. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite Instagram thing then, uh, Louise, if we're on the subject? What do you look at on Instagram? Or do we want to know? <laughs> My favourite Instagram account is, now this was before, I was following this before the war, okay? So don't give me any right. grief. And it's <laughs> That's called, a great start. <laughs> and it's called Look at This Russian. And it's basically like the craziest stuff that happens in Russia, okay? Right. So it's like... Like invading and that and no, no. doing awful stuff. <laughs> no, I so promise, nothing like that. And it was, I was, I've been following it for years. It'll be like this, like, you know, Russian guy who's like drinking a, a bottle of vodka, but he's like riding on the back of a, a brown bear. Like, it's just right, yeah. the craziest stuff. Or like, I don't know, you just have to follow it. Look at this Russian. It is by far the most entertaining Instagram I've ever seen. I was following a pre-war, probably shouldn't be following it anymore, but I am because the levels of entertainment are off the scale. Well, if you want to follow a Russian post-war, it's going back the other way over the Ukrainian border, which is great to see. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Follow, what's it called? Follow this Russian? Look or at this, this Russian. Look at this Russian and yeah. Sheffield Miniatures on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And if there's an Instagram account that you're obsessed with, of course, in addition to our own on this podcast, uh, tell us about it. You can tweet me as well, at Bush on the radio. Right, let's have another P. This time a suggestion from... Uh, one of our colleagues, one of my colleagues at, at Absolute Radio, the lovely Matthew Dyson from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Hi, Bush. Hi, Louise. Uh, thank you for having me on your brilliant podcast. P is for pump when it came to me in the early 90s. I'm not talking about farting or anything else. I'm talking Reebok pump trainers. I became obsessed with them. I think they came out possibly edge of the 89s, but definitely big in the early 90s. Um, I was well into 90s high top basketball trainers at the time uh, that had some of those cons you know those sort of converse spin-off called just cons with massive tongues huge ridiculous tongues and then you had nicks as you discussed on the show not long ago sort of looked like, like a nike ripoff that looked a bit like british knights which were another big uh, basketball trainer at the time but it looked like a sort of jonathan james own brand uh, ripoff but the reebok pumps were the real deal now they were very very expensive but i used the money from my paper round to purchase a pair because uh, at the time in the early 90s as still a teenager I, I felt like brands would really change my life the power of a brand the sparkly brand Reebok pump would make my life significantly better uh, as opposed to just being a sort of inflatable tongue which is what it was you pumped the uh, sort of basketball circle thing on the top of the tongue and it inflated the main bit of the tongue uh, making them fit a bit better but providing very little value elsewhere they cost me nine pounds to find that out there you go matthew dyson from the dave berry breakfast show on absolute radio uh, incredible trainer knowledge from matt there Good uh, God. In, in that particular piece do you know what i mean very very he's a, he's a very knowledgeable man but i wasn't cool enough to have them did you have those with the little pumps on the front i remember seeing it on the telly i don't even know what he's talking about but i am definitely going to go have a look now he's really sold them to me i feel like i would want a pair now but again, it goes back to the thing we were talking about earlier on, where they're creating stuff for kids, but you don't really need it. Like, why do you need to squeeze a, a pretend basketball on the front of your trainers and, and pump the insides of your shoes up? No one needs that in their life. <laughs> but it was a thing. 
A lot of people have been suggesting we appreciate uh, all your input on this uh, podcast every week. Uh, a lot of it is a collaboration with you guys, and like I say, hugely appreciate it. A lot of people saying Paul McKenna. Was Paul McKenna big over in Ireland uh, in the 90s, the is hypnotist? He, yeah, I was going to say, is he, is he the one who hypnotised you, Bush, to give up smoking? No, it wasn't. I wish it was. Yeah. That was just some woman in Bristol. But um, <laughs> we've had, he's been a guest on my radio show a couple of times. He's a really, really well, nice guy, but yeah. he's got a voice that's just like chocolate. Yeah. Hello, my name's Paul McKenna. What I'm going to do, and the thing is, I'm glad you said that because it's really, really important. But when I when I was a kid, I remember, or oh, like early teens, he had a program on telly where, um, in the early days of hypnosis, it was a tiny little bit of like medical stuff, and but mainly it was just getting people to walk around dressed like chickens or, totally. or pretending to be a, like a pig, or you know, if you went to a, like a holiday camp, that's what uh, hyp- hypnosis was like, making people look like an idiot. And now it's a lot more kind of like good use to it. But Paul McKenna had a brilliant show on telly when I was in my teens about again making fools out of people through hypnotism. Would you ever get hypnotised for anything? Bush, this is interesting you've saying this because I've just had a flashback, genuine in real time flashback. I think I saw Paul McKenna live in Dublin he does live shows doesn't he and I have a feeling I saw him live and he had um, like a sweeping brush up on the stage (laughs) and he hypnotised a guy to like make love to the sweeping brush (laughs) that's what I'm saying (laughs) he used to be medical he's he's a medically trained like top end hypnotist like I I did one of his books How to Change Your Life in Seven Days where you read along the book and do the audio book in the evening which is like self hypnosis and it was brilliant it got me back to going to sleep properly Mm. but then obviously uh, in his day job he can also do the thing where imagine that power you know you can hypnotise someone and make them walk around like a chicken I know imagine having that power at your fingertips but it's funny lots of people don't believe in the whole hypnotism thing and I'm going to say this Bush I have mentioned your name to all of those people and I've said well I've got a friend his name is Bush he used to smoke like a trooper and hypnotism uh-huh. made him give smoking up now I don't know yep. if that means you're just mentally weak Bush or whether it's just Thank very you. real <laughs> No, I think you need to be that because they. If you go and watch hypnotism on stage, even um, even when I've seen Darren Brown do it, um, they'll get like twenty five people up. He'll yeah. do like something to them, and then You're he'll so get right. rid of like. 15 so yeah you've obviously yeah i think i've got like you know you have to be quite susceptible i think i am quite susceptible in a kind of care in the community way do you know what i mean you're so malleable bush you're so oh my god i I just don't want people taking advantage of you because of this bushy i just don't i can't deal with that i just went around to this person's house i paid a bit of money i did three sessions i was cured of smoking but my bum hurt every time i don't know what it was (laughs) it was part of the hypnotism and there are some questionable pictures online if you ever Google Bush and hypnotism now. Awful. Oh, Awful. Bush. Okay, look, oh I need to have um, a little bit of a mention for a fashion faux pas in the 90s, please. Um, go on, go and on, that go on, go on. is for pedal pushers. Absolutely horrific. Skin tight pedal pushers. Do you know what they are, Bush? You're confused. No, not really. No, okay, no, no. Okay, so a pedal pusher is essentially a three quarter length trouser. So right. people were wearing trousers and jeans, three quarter lengths, and then they would put a pair of ballet pumps with them. I'm having a physical reaction to even telling you about this. It's so disgusting. What a so, weird, weird outfit that is. I know, but it wasn't back in the 90s. People were all about wearing pedal pushers, three quarter length trousers, always skin to bit onto you. And then like a flat shoe, like a flat pump or a heel, which made it, you know, in fairness, look a bit better. But the b- flat black ballet pump with it... Can't deal. I just can't deal with a bushy cunt. Uh, that, that for me, as, as you're describing that outfit, I'm hearing someone screaming at their kids mm. with one of those triple buggies where you can put loads of kids on it. Bush, that is exactly the correct... Nathan! <laughs> Nathan! Leave him, Nathan! Get down, Nathan! Nathan! That is definitely the correct uh, mental image to have. It's naughty kid names like Kai. Kai is probably the most naughty kid name. Is it? Yeah. Kai! Nathan! Kai! Um, other ones to chuck in here, beginning with P from the 90s, uh, that people have suggested. Uh, Papa Nicole. 
the adverts. Oh, I loved them. What was it for? Again, the Citroen, was it? Steve suggested this. I kind of fancied Nicole, but who didn't fancy Nicole? I kind of fancied Papa. <laughs> I thought you might do. Uh, a lot of suggestions for Parker pens. Oh, Thank yeah. you to Dave for that one as well. You know, part, big big time for the fountain pen in the 90s, wasn't it? Brand new term at school and then thinking, I'm going to just do calligraphy from now on and then getting it all over your hands and inside your bag because it inevitably shits itself. Bruce, do you remember learning how to write with a pen? Not really. I remember having quite bad writing to the point where my teacher got my mum in about it, like, is he all right? And then it just kind of sorted itself out. I did terrible joined up writing when I was a kid. Like, Are there... Like, uh, <laughs> You know, tw- you know, twins have got their own language. It was a bit like that. <laughs> so he called your mum in to see if there were problems at home. Yeah. About your writing was I had, uh, they asked if there were problems at home in French. My French teacher asked me, are there, are there any problems at home? And then also I was, she was called in to look at my writing because it was that bad. Good Lord, Bush. And I've turned out all right, haven't I? You I've have. All, all right. You have, Bush. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the Parker pen as well. And just like having a little tin full of cartridges of ink because we weren't, oh. we, yeah, we were, we had to learn how to write with a cartridge pen. I don't really know why. Um, and I absolutely love that. Then obviously we moved on to Bix and it was like, why were we learning on those cartridge pens? It makes no sense. Did you have those red, those red Parker, you know, like a, was it like a plastic red pen with a blue nib that was like the school standard? Did you have one of those back in the day? No, I had those clicky pens. You know, the pen, the blue pen with the four different nibs oh, yeah. so you could press them down absolutely yes. loved them Bushy a few honourable mentions as we come towards the end of the episode uh, Pamela Anderson maybe one of the hottest women ever well definitely of the 90s um, and Padlock Diaries bloody loved a Padlock Diary back in the day just found mine recently very embarrassing but uh, yeah absolutely loved a Padlock Diary dear log right that is it we have run out of time thank you so so much for all your brilliant suggestions this week uh, it's been so many amazing things uh, submitted to the uh, podcast that we haven't had a, t- a chance to go through all of them so hugely appreciate it thank you for listening thank you for spreading the word uh, tell all your friends about us a little bit like that famous line from Batman uh, and then you can get in touch with me on Twitter if you've got any suggestions for next week and I've always got to say this through in my head QSTUP PW oh my god what is it a, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q. Q. It's Q. Next week is Q. Q. What is the problem with me in the alphabet? For some reason, I've decided to pick a podcast where I can't do the alphabet properly. Next week is Q. Could be a tricky one. We need your help. You can tweet me at Bush on the radio. Uh, the producer of this podcast is the brilliant Ross Ramsey-Golding. Thank you to Matt Dyson for his suggestion earlier on. And we will see you in the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.